0: The fella.
1: the fella in the grain of my short. The fella in the grain
0: of my short. Keep the
1: good man on the bench. Welcome to the Big Kickoff League of Ireland podcast with myself Roy Shanahan and I'm delighted to be joined by Nathan Doyle and Neave McGee from theBigKickoff.com now, news came through this evening that Waterford United and their managerial team of Kevin Sheedy and Mike Newell have parted company. Again. Now, really, for this time, it's definite this time. Nathan, Waterford, they're in an awful mess, aren't they?
2: Yeah, they are. Um, I suppose the one good thing about being a bit selfish is this news normally breaks straight after we record our podcast. <laughs> so it was nice, it was nice to have it, you know, before we went on. So that was every cloud and all that but <laughs> fairness yeah it's been a it's been a disaster season for them hasn't it you know they're the joint bottom of the table performances have been really core, cool. talks of infighting bust-ups, disciplinary reactions for the likes of Ryan Murphy uh, Kevin Sheedy has been only putting out three or four players on the bench in protest to, to be offici- officiating in the league yeah it's been an absolute mess ever since he went in and even by looking at the response by Waterford fans I haven't seen one kind word. so there isn't much of an air uh, I know of poor a sadness to see these two leave. Yes, yeah, it's been an absolute a disaster. It, it, it really is a terrible time for Waterford, and i said it a couple of times. It's a shame to see. It's a massive city. It's, it's a football club, uh, well, a name football club, with plenty of history behind it. Now it's been in different carnations throughout the decades. But, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's just the it's history within the club itself. It's, it's a real shame to see any club like this, you know, um, fall, falling down. It's going to be a difficult season for them, you know? Even I know it's early days to be talking about replacements, but yeah, who's gonna go in there? You know, it's, it's an absolute mess with a lot of the Lee Power still 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 in charge. Yes, yeah, it's it's a really, really difficult one and it's really it, it's already an uphill task for them this season that I would really would uh, worry about in this season there in terms of going down. But, yeah, but it's been a mess it really has.
1: With the mess that's at the start of the season where they they didn't have a squad together, there was hardly any, you know, even for the first game of the season, they were just patched up to get, you know, it doesn't seem, it seems like there's not just the managerial side of things, but it just seems the whole lot of the club just seems to be a, a bit messy at the moment. And I suppose if you're a Waterford United fan, you'd be pulling your hair out at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, it seems like they need to just be stripped down and started from the start again, you know, I mean, they're more than done off at the start of the season, if you've got bad performances and then on top of that, you've got a managerial crisis going on, it's very hard to get anywhere and you're going to find it hard to move up the table, you know, and again, who is going to come in, you're at that part of the season as well where it's going to be difficult to look for somebody, not many people are going to be willing to take on the team that's at the bottom of the table either, so, look, oh, it's a tough question, it's the last thing they need and... They'll probably be expecting to just slip into the first division. Uh, unfortunately, it's horrible to see. But uh, once that happens, then just get a new slate, new manager in, build up the squad, and see where it goes again. And they could be back again in the next few years. But it's, it seems to be going downhill for them. Unfortunately, yeah, it's, it's messy to watch. Like it really is.
1: Yeah, Nathan. Like we're we're kind of speculating and only briefly, really, because no one really knows what's going on in that club. It's it's. It, it it's bizarre from the outside, but yet yeah, not not's being leaked out.
2: Yeah, it is, you know, with um, a lot of stuff, it's, it's, a lot of things we're hearing is, you know, it's, um, it's sort of rumour and it's a little bit hush-hush, and but, it, but it's, it's been non-stop since, um, but not only the start of this season, but even dragging into last year where everything went on with John Sheridan too, and yeah, it's just been an active couple time for them, it really, really hard, and it's, um the chance to see, you know, because I think there's some decent players within that squad, you know, and if. If the ship was a bit more steadier, you know, that there's, there's enough there to keep them safe. I think so. I think it'll be they'll have to scratch that claw uh, to safety, but I do think there's enough uh, ability in that squad to do so. But yeah, it really is. And like like uh, like you said about uh, being a Warforth fan, it must be an absolute nightmare, you know. I think every League of Ireland fan can, can, can sympathize in a way, you know, we've all seen a club go through some sort of turbulence, so yeah, it just seems to be water for now, and 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 the sad thing is that there's no end in sight at the moment. You know, we can chop and change managers like a mirror go around, but once the people at top at the top are making bizarre decisions, and once um once the club has this sort of you know uncertainty within itself, it's going to be very difficult to change in the short term, no matter who you win in uh, as the new manager.
1: Yeah. Okay, we'll leave that there because uh, there's still a lot to come out with that one but uh, yeah, if they parted with the company maybe that's a good thing we'll we'll know uh, fairly soon. Okay, Niamh, uh there was a big game on uh, on Monday night it seemed there was two two fixtures for the Premier Division on the Friday and on the Monday. Your two clubs went head-to-head against each other. Neve, I'll let you talk about it. Uh, just let it slip. Yeah, look, it was a very entertaining game to watch
0: uh, even as a a neutral a neutral fan, it would have been just a really, really fast paced and high tempo game to watch and look, even though I wanted to believe it, I don't think I thought for a second that the game was a field deal even coming towards the last few minutes and it wasn't. I just knew they had fight in them same facts and they were going to they were going to come. I didn't want to see it happen obviously but I knew it was. Uh, it just wasn't the kind of game where you'd only have one goal, you know, I they definitely expected more than that. So look it was a, a crazy moment that literally ninety sixth or ninety fifth minute absolutely mental but that's something that's becoming really common this season isn't it the last last minute equalizers and goals like it's, it's Shamrock Rovers draw at it recently and this one again like it's just something that I've noticed recently it's mental like you can never sit down calmly because you just know what's going to come in the last second Be days
1: Nathan they've, they've known on the posts and this is becoming a lot more of a thing where teams aren't putting players on the posts, on the front post or the back post. And, you know, once you get any sort of connection on uh, any of these corners, it seems to be, uh, well, it seems to be a lot handier now to score from corners without these people on the post.
2: Yeah, it's the basics, isn't it? And it's something that seems to be going out of the game, you know, we're, we're even if we're going to even free kicks. We're seeing people lying on the ground and everything. But the art of having a man on, on the back post seems to be completely gone. And even away from that, I think the corner itself if we want to be nitpicking is um it, it was very avoidable, you know, Shane Blaney heading out of play with nobody around him. So I think when they do look back they'd be disappointed with that aspect as well. But yeah, look, I think it's um obviously I was delighted, you know, with um uh the man living in Sligo and me stuff around town with my patch jacket on like public enemy number one. So it's have uh, I've been enjoying it for the past couple of days. But yeah, look, it's great results for Pat. Um yeah, it was a decent performance season, before, season up. I thought Chris Forrest was the one that stood out again as the same half point of view. I thought we were lucky in sales, uh, especially coming into the the the, start of the second half. I thought uh, Floyd were brilliant. Obviously got the goal from a from silly penalty given away with Parry Bar- Barrett and Jordan Gibson took it away well. In um, fairness to the John, like only Johnny Kenny came on late in the day and he done more in the five minutes in the pitch and Romeo Park did mm-hmm. for, for, the, for the 80 minutes that he was on. Uh, he's very lucky he could have got a goal he probably should have put it away and put the game to bed but from the same Pat's point of view yeah I'm glad he put it wide and yeah look it's probably on his evening on the day past probably had the slightly better of the chances hit the crossbar and everything but I think a, a draw was a fair result and in fairness even from a neutral point of view if you are neutral watching it you definitely got your 4-0 of, um, of, of watched league board and CEO because it was a very entertaining game of football by both sides.
1: Nice. go they are they starting to get a little bit hot and cold? Is this what could be their downfall pushing for the title this year? Is that one moment they're they're out of this world and the next moment they're just sort of bang average?
0: Yeah, it seems to kind of come and go and I don't want to pinpoint players but like Nathan mentioned there, Romeo Parks, he's only back with us there at the start of this season. He was missing when he was in America but I don't know that he hasn't gelled yet, but he can be quite sloppy at times. Like, he's either really, really good and he just dribble halfway through the field or he's the opposite. He'll be half asleep, he'll stumble, he'll miss the ball and next thing you know, the fence has got it and a chance is lost. So, moments like that. He can be most, probably the most frustrating player to watch from a Sligo point of view, um, even though he has his great times as well. But, yeah, look, I think our defensive line is saving us, like John Mahan particularly and, and Buckley as well. So, yeah, it, it can be a bit hot and cold. Um but it it really depends on the drive. It just seems
1: to lack sometimes, but every, every team like that. Nathan, big win up in Derry for Finn Harps. That's, I think that's their first win up there. and what a way to finish it, you know. I think it was the ninety was it ninety third or ninety fourth minute. It was it was late in the game anyhow. Uh, and they would've enjoyed that and they probably would've enjoyed it more if there was more than five people sitting on the wall at the back of the stadium.
2: Yeah, well, it did stop Adam Foley from celebrating. Did a fair pace for him. He enjoyed his <laughs> moment. Um, yeah, Finn Hart, as you said, the fourth uh, league victory in the Brandywell Stadium, which is a great feather in the cap um, for the local rivalry up there. Again, it was an okay game of football. I thought Finn Hart would the better side out of the two. Um, back in uh, opened the score in the 17 minute with a decent effort. And then, yeah, the two star men this season, in my opinion, for Finn Hart, Carlos Sullivan and then Adam Foley with the late goal. Yeah, they be really absolutely delighted with this one. And um, again, it was post-match interview. Oli Horgan was still wasn't quite willing, was he, to, to admit that European football could be on the cards? Which look, that's going to be Oli Oli fire, I think. And uh, yeah, massive win for Finn Harris. You know, I was saying, it looked like not the bubble was kind of burst. But you know, they got off to such a positive start to the season. I think your, the fear was always going to be that. That was going to break away a little bit, and that was looking like it, it was happening. You know, they were coming off two defeats uh, against St. Pat's and, and Shamrock Rovers, but yeah, a good win against our and uh The St. Bohemians now away on Friday night. We're going to we're going to talk. about ball obviously, but just another opportunity to possibly get some more points in the board. And yeah, who knows? I I I, I wouldn't be deleting the uh, the Champions League uh, teams on everybody battlefield stadium.
1: Neve, what about Shamrock Rovers? I, I, <laughs> I'm not totally sure which one it is. Is it 30 games unbeaten or 31 games? There's all sorts of uh, different. I think We
2: got 31. We... Yeah, I was, counting, I was counting it back there. They were last beating against Dundalk uh, on the 24th of September 2019. Okay. And now this is coming from
1: my lads. I've done LCA maths, so don't quote <laughs> me on this. Yeah, I, I, I counted and double counted. and I came up with 31 anyway. Yeah, because there's been a few different ones. The Irish Times says 30 days. Uh, the 42.8 says 31 games. Uh, yeah, there's a few different ones. But anyhow, yeah, it doesn't matter. Either way, it's a, it's a, it's a record, naive And uh, Shamrock Rovers, going from strength to strength. And for me, they kind of they they look like obviously the team to beat but for me I can't see anyone else winning the league this year
0: Yeah that's the team they've really closed the gap at the top haven't they they should kind of seemed unstoppable and it just shows as well we were saying at the very start season preview with the likes of Byrne gone was it going to make a major difference and it did in a way but you know Mandry win there he's so impressive he's got a few goals racked up as well but yeah they surely are a team to beat undefeated so far and uh, look I think it'll just be draws draws and wins obviously we we kind of not like to see them lose, but it will be interesting to see if they did. Who could battle that up Because God, they're they're a sturdy team to get through. And one thing that stands out to me when you watch them is their pace. It's just unbelievable compared to most teams. They just rack that ball from the bottom to the top of the field in a matter of minutes compared to other teams. So that speed alone it's, it's what gets them there. And um, I think myself anyway. Yeah,
1: uh, Nathan. We talked about Pat's being a challenger. We talked maybe about Sligo. Um, Dundalk are doing everything possible, making sure they they don't even finish in the top half of the league this year. So, c- can you see anyone challenging? Like, I mean, obviously a challenge is someone keeping in touch nearly. Uh, but can you yeah. even see anyone keeping in touch with them?
2: Yeah, it's certainly there's to lose, isn't it? Massive game now on Friday. St. Pat's St. Shamrock Rovers in Richmond Park. If Pat's can get something out of that, you know, it, 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 it'll definitely, you know, will keep it a bit more interesting because that's the one thing that we're looking for, isn't it? Like you said, Bohemian and Sundorf both got off the, the, the poor starts in their respects. Um, St. Pat's and Sligo, realistically, you know, we no, none of us really had them as, as proper title challengers. Now, Pat's will get off the very start of the season, so you never know, but. Yeah, that has to be, just be the goal for anybody at the moment. It's just don't let them run away with it. And don't let them get, get too far ahead. It's because oh, I'm struggling to see anybody you know that, that can realistically put up a long-term challenge. You know, As good as Pats have been, there's always that little bit inside, even I don't know if it's been a bit sceptical as the same Pats fan, but you know, it might fall away a little bit. i said it a few times. The squad is a little bit tense. A couple of good young players on the bench, like Ben McCormick and Darrell Bourne for Pats fan. I think, you know, like if you compare that to the guys coming off the bench for Shamrock Rovers, it's absolutely night and day. The strength and depth Rovers having the squad is, is absolutely phenomenal for this level, you know. Um, and look, it is, it is a weaker squad compared to last season, you know. like Without Borne and Mackinac, but they have been playing some fantastic stuff. Um, man, like, like me, said, uh, Danny Mandill, brilliant. Graham Bork, for me, probably been one of, if not the best player within the league this season. Robbie Gaffney's popping up again. He scored uh, in the fourteenth minutes against Waterford on Monday, uh, Monday afternoon. That's his fourth goal of the season because he'll be the man that, that they've been looking for to, to score goals on a consistent basis. Yeah, it, it just seems to be all clicking for Shamrock Rovers at the right time. And yeah, I, Obviously, as a um, Pat's fan, I'd love to be, be the bastard on Friday, but I think uh, a lot of people in the league like to see it as well. Just to keep it close, just to, just to stop them from running away with teams um, too early,
1: Okay, uh, Nathan. I'm going to stick with you on this one. Drahada and Bose drew a a one-all draw. Was this a real mid-table affair? Are these just sort of level and paired with each other, and kind of expecting these two to be very close to each other towards the end of the season? Yeah, it's
2: actually this this game I got to watch on a a, a Monday afternoon. Um, Yeah, I think you could go along with that over the 90 minutes of the game. Uh, the the in fairness to Bohemians, the only one moment that made really it really hard, he scores not me. And after excellent ball by Dawson DeVoy, except Liam he who, who, who slotted away beautifully, and after a great goal on the hour mark. Besides that, yeah, it was a the really poor uh, Bohemian performance for me. Just he, he, lacking anything creatively going forward. Uh, the only other big chance he had was Georgie Kelly uh, in, the, in the dying moment, and he missed an absolute sitter and then Blotter went up for the corner and, and scored, you know, James Clyde popped up from that corner in the 90th minute and, and got the equaliser. So, yeah, Bowers will obviously be really disappointed again. It's um, it, Another goal, a late goal conceded from a corner. We've seen him doing it against Derry uh, recently enough as well. So, the, the defence will be, you know, we've talked about Georgie Kelly and, and his, um, what his poor, poor form this season, but, uh, defensively talking Bohemians have been absolutely dreadful in the past couple of weeks and again they would be extremely disappointed um, I have been i, I think been uh, over the whole of the first nine games have been an absolute shambles to watch they really really have been and I, I had not as title challengers they, if they keep playing this way they'd be nowhere near that title whatsoever um, in terms of the Drottler they were poor in the night as well it's probably the, the worst the performance I've seen and I've watched Drotter play now a good few clients in the first nine games and they wasn't on form at all on Monday either so yeah both sides will be disappointed with the performances but I think Bowles would be extremely disappointed with the results giving away another late goal from the set piece Keith long would not, be, would not be a happy man as, as, as much as we've seen Keatlawn's phrases he has a serious job in his hands now uh, picking these players up because just talent in the squad you know the, I don't think you have to say Bowles don't have to go and really win in any players Jordan did the mid-season transfer window or anything they just seem to be shot at confidence completely and yeah, it, it, it's a
1: shame to see because there's some very talent out there and it's just not clicking whatsoever. Longford 2, Dundalk to Neve, Do Longford look back at this game and think, ah, oh, kick themselves, a game maybe they should have got the, the the victory from or will they be happy enough that they got some points out of the game?
0: Yeah, I'm sure they are just happy to get something. At the same time, I thought myself, just looking at the highlights, today they were the more impressive team myself. Um, but look, Dundalk are slowly kind of gaining the points in the bag, aren't they, uh, coming from the bottom and they're slowly rising up to that mid-table point. So you're going to see a lot of draws, I think, with Dundalk and that's what you can expect, you know, sitting around the middle of the table. But it's interesting to see how they're developing. They're getting, they're playing on the you know, offense and the attack a bit more than they were in the last few games. So they're getting a bit, a bit higher up and it'll be interesting to see the next couple of games can they manage to keep bagging points because um, I don't think we really were expecting them to rise up very much Dundalk considering where they were a few weeks
1: ago. No, um well,
0: well um I I have actually ask you about well, sorry Royce
2: while Roy, Roy, on the top of the um, what do they do when things like that goalkeeper situation? Because it has been absolutely horrendous this season. Again, mm. Peter Cherry Peter Cherry I falls for the for the fourth long foot goal. It's uh a B on the bench, I oh, I've said a lot of the times here he 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 poor he's just an outright poor goalkeeper. Like, w well, what did he do from here?
1: I don't think they can do anything, and they, unless they have unless they have a, an underage keeper there who who can actually step up yeah. and and do something there's not much they can do and yeah Looks like they made their decision you know and that was their decision so but yeah I mean I mean if the rest of the team were playing up to par maybe there wouldn't be as much pressure on the goalkeepers and maybe you wouldn't see as much uh maybe the mistakes as much but yeah no they're 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 screwed yeah that's what they have and that's it and and yeah. unless they get the the, the youth in um, which I can't see happening because they're after bringing in uh, a BB and, yeah. you know, he, he's obviously probably getting a few quid and what have you, so he, he'll he be playing. So, yeah, that's, I can't see that in changing. Can you see that in changing?
2: No, no, same, same with yourself. But um, you think you'd do a line on, on a cracking young goalkeeper, you know, even, for the, even if it is a young goalkeeper, that's an awful lot of pressure on the kid then as well, you know. Throwing him into the deep end and knowing that the two goalkeepers ahead of him have been really poor cool because well fair enough like instead of B, they've and flapping out a lot of things but the Peter cherry mistake for for a guy that experienced There's no a to fear. like God it was absolutely horrendous I know it can happen to any given goalkeeper we have seen the best goalkeepers in the world make mistakes but it's been a consistent team for them, Doc. you know and I agree with Dave I think there's signs of improvement there but. Yeah, I it's they start sort of shooting themselves in the foot, you know, and they were probably lucky enough, uh, going two 0 down in the first fifteen minutes to, to even get a point out of that one. So yeah, it really is. It, it just, it's just is not for them, but it's it's been a difficult season and the last thing they need is to be shooting themselves in the foot, uh, the way they have been.
1: Early game on Friday is Derry City against Longford and then at a quarter to eight. Dundalk against Ligo, which is going to be a, a really interesting game. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, and then on the Saturday, uh, Waterford against Drogheda. You're expecting a Drogheda win there, but you never know with the change. Bowes against Finn, Harps, another uh, re- all really good games. And same pats, of course, against Rovers on the 6 o'clock on Saturday. It's a good lineup on Saturday. A uh, full fixture of First Division games on uh, Friday night uh, Cavantilly versus Cove, Galway versus Bray should be interesting. Uh, Shelburne versus Athlone should be interesting. UCD and the unbeaten Treaty United play. And of course, Cork City and Wexford, uh, I wouldn't surprise me there if Wexford got something out of that because Cork are just not, uh, I know Wexford are rock bottom, but this probably could be the game that they actually get something. So it, yeah, interesting games at the weekend. And, uh, so if you haven't got your watch LOI or your LOI TV, go and get them. What are you waiting for? Okay. Nathan, you wanted to talk about, is a stint in the League of Ireland a step down for players returning home from England? Why did you want to discuss this? Yeah,
2: like I said, the, the, the game I, I was watching was a lot it in on Monday. And I forget, geez, you know, this is, isn't it, like, it's, it's, That's a slip in my mind now who the co-commentator like, even was. That should have slowed that down it would have been a professional. Uh, but anyway he was talking about uh, Bohemians uh, left back for Wilson. Uh Wilson. With obviously he was playing for Manchester City and then he came to League of Ireland last year played for Waterford and then he was playing with Bohemians. And, and speaking about Wilson I have a quote here he was saying um, hopefully he's only back for a short time and he can get his career going again. So I I've heard that, and you know, it didn't really take take much of it. But then I read that line, which I want to do at half time and full time and see what everyone's going on. And there was a little bit of uproar about this one. A lot of people saying that it's a disgraceful comment to make on cold commentary. And uh, as a commentator, you know, with somebody, it's it's a job to to promote the league and, and, and not to be making just dis- uh, downplaying the league with comments like this and. Yeah, it got me thinking, you know, like a lot of people saying, like, you know, agreeing, disagreeing, it is, is, so pretty much, yeah, the question as far as I want to throw out to you guys is, do you feel that, it, that it's, a, it's a step down for a lad returning home from England? You know, playing at the likes of Manchester City, which Tyreek Wilson was, to be coming and playing for the likes of Waterford or Bohemians. What, what do you think about that one? Because I, I think it's the only really option for the guy, you know, we, we've seen it before, even with the likes of Jack Bourne, you know, who's have spells over in England realistically the only option for them was to come and play League of Ireland which isn't a bad thing you know it's, it's a great, it's a, it's, a, it's a good standard and a good proven ground for these young lads to come and play regular football and and, and try you know and it, even if they don't have to go back up to England you know they can make a reputation for themselves within the league and if that's what they want to do if they want to go back to England you know if return home to the League of Ireland for me Certainly, is isn't a bad thing whatsoever. I feel like you know, it's good proving ground for these types of players like like Bobby Wilson. If he has dreams of going back to England, this is the place to do it. Surely.
1: Well, I have my opinion, Nave. You you throw yours in first.
0: Yeah. Well, first off, like you said, there, commentators have to be neutral. I mean, they represent the league. They should not ever downplay the league like they did there, and it just doesn't look make it look very professional. But. I don't think it's necessarily a set down because that just gives a bad reputation to the league. Then, and um, it's definitely different, and you have to adapt to it. But, I mean, if you're one of the kind of the big boys coming in from a bigger English club or Premier League club, and you come into the League of Ireland, it's definitely different. But you're going to be probably one of the more talented players just because you have that other international experience, and you can gain yourself a good name, a good reputation. You'll be in demand as well for loads of the bigger clubs in the league. So you are just gaining loads of experience, uh, play with so many different levels of players as well. So, definitely not a bad thing. It definitely has its benefits. But, yeah, I mean, you'll really build yourself as a player then going from country to country as well. But, yeah, you'd make yourself a great name in the League of Ireland, wouldn't you? So, it would definitely be a good thing. You'd be in great demand, really.
1: Yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there when when someone says something about the League of Ireland that they get very, very sensitive about it. Uh, quite a lot of the, yeah. of the League of Ireland supporters get very sensitive about it. If if he's talking about, I don't think he, he meant anything about being a step down. No. I think what he meant was uh, for anyone who wants to make it in football, they want to make it back across in England. And that's not a problem. There, uh, I don't think he said that in about, you know, he's back here and hopefully he doesn't get stuck in this league or any sort of derogatory kind of uh, term towards the league. I think he just basically was hinting that, you know, hopefully he can now use this to get himself back on the ladder again. Uh, over to England. I mean, every player, no matter who it is, every player in the League of Ireland would love to make that step in England to go up the leagues into the Championship, into the into the Premier League. Hopefully, have a shot, at, you know, playing European football as, as much as they can, progress themselves. And I can't see any any different uh, for uh, yeah for Wilson. So I I just think I think I think some people are very very sensitive, and and I don't think that that's that's the case. And if it's a commentator or a co-commentator saying that. You know, I, I agree. Like, I mean, I think if players need to come back and they're not making it over there for whatever reason, whatever reason it is that they're homesick, if they, they're not getting the game time and they need to come, come back to, to go again. And, and as you said, like Jack Bourne has gone away. You know, do that. You know, the league is a good league. You know, there's a decent standard there. And of course, their league needs to be a better standard. Of course, everything needs to step up. Some of the stadiums are absolutely shocking. Some of are the, brutal. We need to we need to build on that. We need to make that better. But the, the football on the pitch is is improving all the time, and that means the football around in in Ireland is improving all the time. So, like, what we have here is good, but we 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 need to make the best of it. And I think that anyone who comes back, I think the fact that you're got, you're seeing the likes of what that young man's name, uh, Saint Pat's, Nathan,
2: which, which one is, uh... from West Ham. Uh, Alfie Lewis. Alfie Lewis. Alfie
1: Lewis. Um, yeah. 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 So the like of, of him coming across and playing Ferguson for um, Waterford United coming across and, yeah, and getting yeah. their yeah. and getting their game time in and they're they're coming across now because they know that there's a decent standard there. They'd normally be dropping down to League One and League Two, so now it's an option. So I think I think actually it's a, it's. It's a good sign that people are coming into the league because now they know they can get a, they get a good quality of game here. They know they can get a game time as well. I I think it's I, I think it's it's a, it's a good thing for the league that it's actually seen in that light. So yeah, uh, I just think people are a bit sensitive. So that's that's my opinion.
2: Yeah, like I said, I was watching the game Lloyd himself and when he first made the comment, I didn't make much of it at all, and I didn't think anyone would have until I seen a bit of the backlash coming forward. Yeah, I, I think the the wording of it could have been better, but come here, I, I'm in no place like anybody, you know, like we, we've often come on to, to social platforms that we have and the podcast here included. And when you're trying to make a point, you might know word it the way you, you'd like to. but even by listening to the tone, tone of voice and the way he said it, I thought I he sort of meant it in a more way. Wishing Wilson well, and you know, I'm saying, you know, obviously pointing out how kind of a player which he is, and because probably Wilson is an absolute smashing player on his day, and um, another fullback that has the potential to be one of the best fullbacks within this league. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't see nobody mad about it. I didn't, even when the comment came out with his mouth, I didn't think there was it was anything too major, but I was really interested just to see the backlash on Lyon. And I suppose, even even why was are just touching on it, do you think that it's we say, yeah, we say necessary. Do you think it's necessary for the league to improve, to keep these young players in the league for, for a substantial amount of time? Or, you know, surely you wouldn't to these lads leaving, though, wouldn't you? So, what do you think is better to keep them in the league for a substantial amount of time or, you know, just see them off when, when the opportunity comes?
1: It's up to our league to make sure that it's strong enough, to make sure it's attractive enough to be able to keep players within the league and not have to go to let's say Scotland all right like the, yes. if you go to England and um, there's big money over in England so it's the biggest league in the world the most you know the most money is in the in the Premier League and even the Championship you know Championship is whatever the fifth biggest league in the world so but if you can make sure that people stay in your league and you know find this league uh, attractive f- financially but even the the standard of football if we can get it to a, a, a case where obviously jack Bourne got into the ireland squad but you can get into the ireland squad from playing in your own league that says that the the, the level has gone up so everything that's underneath these first teams all the academies all the 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 underage teams the th- well, if there is 13s, I heard they kind of scrap that at some stage. But maybe, but 15s, 17s, and 19s, you know, if if all this is done right and we keep improving the levels, our league will be a good league. So it's yeah, it's it's totally up to it's it's up to the league, you know. I really and truly, do, we don't really want to be taken in players from England, we want to be improving and getting, you know, the English would say that themselves, they wouldn't really want all the foreigners in there, yes they're great you know, some of the great players but it does stump uh, the local lads over there getting into teams, we don't want that kind of case, but I don't think we have to worry about that, but we do want to give a platform for all our young players and that they feel like oh you know what, why would I go to Scotland why would I go to you know, wherever it is up the north or whatever it is, this league is a fantastic league and the level is quite a good level. So, um yeah, no, I, I think it's up to the league to make sure that it improves, the clubs to make sure the levels improve.
2: Yeah, and I think you, you mentioned Jack there, Jack Bowen, and he, he's a perfect example. You know, he's 18 8 months uh, back home and he was a revelation, you know. He was one of the best players I've seen in the league in the past ten years. And realistically, he could have left after six months. You know, he was getting he was getting a decent amount of offers after he's uh, even only half a season back in the league. And in fairness, and he stuck it out and stayed. And I think that's a good sign of things too. You know, where maybe in the past um, a player like that would would have, soon as as the first offer to to leave uh, to go back to England came in, he would have left. So. In previous to Jack, he didn't, you know, he stuck around, he became successful in the league, and he grew his reputation in, in the league, and even, obviously, which, fortunately for me, <laughs> as the past fans had to watch him down in the Shamrock over series, he for the league in general. I, I thought that was great to see, you know, that the, the the guy was obviously happy, he was enjoying his football, he was enjoying the competitive nature of the league, and he, he felt like he didn't have to jump to England at the first opportunity. Like I said, he didn't have to just, you know, first off the comes he didn't have to go straight away. And he held out. And he was always going to go, you know. like He was, he was too good as a player, probably. Not, not to, to try his hand somewhere else. And you wish him well with that. But, yeah, to see even someone like him staying as long as he did, I think that that, that goes a long way to show that the reputation of the league being somewhat of a retirement home is gone now. You, you look at clubs all, up and down the country, there's, you know, there's, there's some cracking young talent. And not, not even the Johnny Kennys of this world, even underneath him, you know, there's a lot, lot of talent uh, within the youth system that are, are coming through and will be coming through in, in the very near future and it's really, it, it can only be exciting you know like like you said uh, Roy the, the, the English they'd be the same they'd want to to develop uh, in-house they, they wouldn't want to be bringing people in from other countries so if we can do that if we can you know start developing these players on our own doorstep and bring them up, the, up through the youth system into the League of Ireland itself yeah it, it, it can only benefit the league and it, and it has to be up to the league you know it's it's really it's vital, it's, it's vital for the longevity of the league to have a talented young players uh, in the system
1: Yep. Neve the SSE Electricity Player of the Month nominees for the month of April were confirmed uh, John Kenny from Sligo Rovers Grainborg, Bourke Shamrock Rovers Ronan Coughlin St. Pat's Chris Forrester St. Pat's Liam Scales Shamrock Rovers and Adam Foley for Finn Harps did anyone miss out In your opinion? Is there someone who should be in there?
0: Well, just um, as, as Mandry stood out to me, I thought he would have been possibly in there. I'm not sure if they can take two from the same club. Is that something that they try and avoid? But he stood out to me as a possible player that could have been in that mix. And uh, Gibson as well, just from my own club's cycle Rovers. He's had some stunning goals. Uh, one was up for a possible goal of the season. That up to the left corner, that was just a class goal. And great player as well. So I thought he would be a possible in the mix as well.
1: Yeah, well, there's two from Rovers and two from Pats. Uh, one from Sligo, uh, one from Finn Harp, So, oh, yeah, sorry, uh,
0: sorry.
1: yeah, so uh, y- you can have that. So, yes, you're you're allowed to say that, Nathan. What? Uh, who do you think has missed out?
2: Man, you you know who I know who it is. is.
1: <laughs> and he, and he's Everyone not feeling that. good. <laughs> no,
2: he's not feeling good. How did he not get into this? I have no how idea. How did How did James Brown miss out on this? I know I, I hark on about him every week, but I, just, I was just matching football. I look, I, who do you take out? I was maybe a little bit surprised to see Ronan Coughlin in there from watching him week in, week out. You know, we got a couple of goals, but. It was he in the top six in the league,
1: probably not. No, I don't think uh, Johnny. Johnny Ken- Ke- I don't think Johnny Kenny was either. No. Johnny Kenny Please was decent. No. I have seen him in a couple of games, but in patches where uh, James Brown has been just so consistent the whole yeah. time. Every game I've seen, and I've seen, I think I've seen him three or four times now, and he was yeah. brilliant in each game.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. Look and look at him now, with Johnny Kenny. Yeah, cracking young player in the making. I probably wouldn't have had him in his top six. I think Jordan Gibson was was probably better overall. Um, Graham Bourke, yeah, no complaints. Adam Fowley, probably. Adam Fowley and Chris Hall So probably the two for me that I'd like to see go on and, go on and win. I think he deserves it, deserve it the most. Yeah, for me, James Brown, absolutely sharpest. Um Another week where I've I mentioned how much I like him as a player. But yeah, he'd, he'd be really hard done by for me. James Brown and Jordan Gibson, at would a pair of surprise not to see in here.
1: Yeah, Nave, who do you think will get it?
0: Yeah, I think Forrester will, um, not just for his goal scoring itself, but just, for example, like taking corners, taking free kicks. He's just brilliant at swerving the ball. He had some cracking shots there when he played us there Sligo on Monday. You know, I think he he's had it easy enough. Um, I don't think Cochrane will. Like Nathan said there, I don't think he really deserves to be in the mix either. And Johnny Kenny, brilliant player, I love him, but he hasn't had as much game time and as much impression yet so I don't think he's really in, in the mix of possibilities either but uh, he might get it again I think but yeah
1: yeah I have a feeling just a little feeling that uh, Graham Bork's probably going to nick it what do you reckon Nathan? yeah I think so
2: Graham was the one for me um, I think I I'd like, I'd personally obviously as much as I'd like to see Chris win it obviously from the same past point of view he's just been a revelation this season and
0: he's a different
2: player from last year and it's great to see him get rid of any personal stuff he was going through he seems to be in a better place now Um, but yeah I'd like to see away from Chris I'd like to see Adam Bowley win it he's been brilliant this season top goalscorer so far We've been Finn Harves have been have been impressive for the most part you know and he, he's been the main goal scored and, and a lot of his goals have been absolute beauties you know one-on-one situations which are difficult uh, difficult to, to deal you know and you get inside your own head you can put yourself off but Finn's Adam he, he's been his finishing ability has been sublime this season so yeah I'd like to see Adam Foley win it but I think Graham would be the one yeah he, he, he's like I said for me this season he, he looks no, probably head and shoulders above a lot of a lot of the league this year. You know, we seem to have that little extra bit of quality that others within the league just don't have. I'm not. I, w- I wouldn't go as far as saying it's the next Jack Bourne or anything in the league this season, but yeah, he definitely has that extra bit of quality that a lot of clubs are lacking. And he's a, he's, a, he's an absolute pleasure to watch. I really do like watching Graham Both play football when it's not against that.
1: <laughs> do we have any idea who actually chooses?
2: I think it's, uh, it's, it's a mix of. The, FSA, the league itself and
1: the SWAI uh, I think that they, they, they put forward the nomination so I'm pretty sure they're the ones that pick it. Yeah, okay. I don't. I I actually don't know. I don't. I, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm not sure who the people actually are who pick it. You know, it's like the cleaner or what. I'm, I have no idea who <laughs> picks them. So I'd be interested to know that. That's your homework now. Find that out. Okay, Nathan. Good man. Um, listen. Oh, uh, uh, have you any fans questions this week because you, you never mentioned it to us no
2: no fans questions this week I, 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 it'd be nice. I know yeah no, I thought it'd be <laughs> nice to finish up with the two Allen, if you didn't mind this week I thought it'd be a nice way to, to send the people home with a couple of tributes to, uh, to a Republic of Ireland legend and a former League of Ireland star what do you think yeah
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. Um uh, of course the the sad passing away of uh, Alan Keeley and uh, Alan McLaughlin who um I, I mean everyone knows who 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 Alan is and what he did for the Republic of Ireland. What what do you want to say there, Nathan? Yeah, well, starting off of Alan McLaughlin. Yeah, the sad news of
2: he came in yesterday, he's fifty four, um, passing away after a long battle with cancer. Yeah, he's he's another sort of um, uh, it's called figure, which so we know, like a lot of a lot of the Ireland players in the, in the in the early 90s war, unfortunately, were, were a bit before my time, and I'm sure I think it was a bit before me time as well. But we we hear a lot about these players, and you know, mm. he's uh, equalising goals, he scored the open Windsor Park, he ultimately helped Ireland qualify for the 1994 World Cup in the in USA. That's the one that's going to stand out for a lot of Ireland fans, I think. Um, Represents the country 42 times. Made his debut uh, back in 1990 in a three-nil friendly win against Malta. Yeah, obviously very sad news of um, a, a, a man that's been highly regarded. You know that that can just be that shown by the the flood of, of beautiful tributes that have come in since the news broke yesterday. And yeah, very sad to hear. A Very young man and um, losing a long battle with cancer like that, but. Yeah, an absolute
1: legendary Ireland figure for for the moments like like I said, like the goal in Windsor Park, those things will never be forgotten by Ireland um, fans. You won't, though, well, I don't think. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's desperately sad, and and I remember that game. I'm a hell of a lot older than you, but I remember that game um, against Northern Ireland. I remember the hatred that you could feel coming through the television at the time. It was just, and I, I, I many of them talk about what it was like up there, and to score with. 13 minutes to go we needed to we thought we were going to have to win but a draw would have done depending on what Spain did and blah 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 anyhow a draw ended up being uh, the result that we needed but there was a a story there that um, Alan McLaughlin told about his why he chose Ireland over England and of course he's born in, in England but his mother and father are both Irish and of course they move across there but he got he, went, he got home one day and there was a whole load of letters there and one of them was this real pristine white envelope with a, a stamp of the, the English FA on it and, you know, the three lines are in the corner, Go, I think they're in gold or something like that. And he opened it up and he was after being uh, asked to represent the England uh, B-side, uh, so he was absolutely chuffed and he rang his mum. and he told his mum, she said, oh, that's very good, you know, and she told the dad and all that. He was delighted with himself, anyhow. And then he went back, anyhow, and he went, had a look at through the, the letters and there was a, a gas bill and a phone bill and whatever. There was about four other letters. And then there was this old sort of brown normal envelope and it was from, uh, like, playing basically nothing on it. And it was from the FAI asking him would he play for Ireland in a B game. And, of course, he was chuffed that he was getting you know offered to in two in one day um, but uh, he rang up his mam and when he told his mam seemingly his mam was uh, she said he said he could hear the delight in our voice oh really oh that's great that's great that's great so the minute he heard that he decided right that's it he was he was playing for ireland he he couldn't uh, he couldn't play for england so they were all delighted about it so i think it's one of the first games that he did play uh, i think in the b game was against england i think it was in cork I'm nearly sure that yeah, game was in Cork, Cork. Cork yeah. and he scored on the, on the day as well. I think it was in the, an equalising goal on the day. So uh, he said that, that that just made him up that uh, he he was doing that for his parents. So I thought that was a good story. Yeah. That uh, you know uh, you hear a lot about the, the English players and you know how they choose Ireland just so because they can get a game, but that it wasn't it doesn't be the case with a lot of them. A lot of them have family and they are really tied, and the, these households are are fully Irish.
2: Yeah, it's good. It's great to see, isn't it? Um Like I said, this born and raised in England, Ladies football most notably with Swindon and, and Portsmouth. He's actually in both Swindon and Portsmouth Hall of Fame as well, which is a testament to um, the type of player that he was. But yeah, that that really is just, it's, it's great to see, you know. And once it's, it's, someone is proud to put on that green jersey, it, it, it shouldn't really matter, you know. So obviously the for were delighted and and to hear them being so proud to represent Ireland and, and to produce big moments like he did. Yeah, it's, it's a real loss. And it really, really is. And Yeah, you can see a lot of them, obviously a lot, a lot of fans like yourself, that lived through them moments, yeah, will be sadly missed. But even younger fans that, you know, come and respect what, what these men have done, you know. Yeah, it's, it's very sad to hear, to hear that. That goal, game.
1: Nathan, that goal was as big as Ray Houghton's against England, as big as Ray Houghton's against Italy. Um, that that's up there that's up there with the, the, the top goals that, uh, forever for for Ireland because Ireland and Northern Ireland was a huge game back then absolutely massive and for it to qualify us for the World Cup it's something that people will never forget never forget that was it was a massive goal and I just I probably didn't get as much recognition for it he did get recognition for it but not as much as, as the other ones in the World Cup Finals but it was so important for us, and uh, yeah, it's uh, and a clinical one and, and, a, and a quality one as well. So, yeah, may you rest in peace.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't the only um, person within within the Irish football community. Either wasn't it? it was confirmed on Monday that former League of Ireland player Alan Keane, unfortunately, he passed away at the young age 38. Alan played uh, two spells with Shelbourne, played with Clare County, two spells at Dublin City. Uh, Waterford and Finn Hart. He actually won a fourth division title with Finn Hart in two thousand and four. And people might know him as well as, as the son of former League of Ireland player and manager Darren McKey. And yet again, we, we don't want to end the show on a I note but we all can't, can't forget these people that, you know, that represented the uh, League of Ireland and represented the Irish national team uh, uh, proudly. So, you know, it's just I think it's always just nice nice to tip that cap really to, 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 to people of um, when they do pass away and yeah, another one again to hear the passing of Alan Keeley at uh, a young age again. Just it is a it is not sound like to hear these sort of things and it just think it was a nice way just, just to finish up.
1: Yeah, thirty eight is far too young, absolutely. And no one should have to pay, bury their son. So yeah, it's it's uh, shocking news altogether, really. Um okay. Nathan, we have uh, the League of Ireland Sports Bar on Friday night. So anyone who wants to join us at 9.45 on YouTube to talk about all the games that are on uh, Friday night, do don't forget to go on to thebitkickoff.com for all your League of Ireland stuff and uh, of course the podcasts you know so if you're if you're listening to the podcast you know about the podcast so thanks very much for listening it really does mean a lot to us okay Neve, thanks very much Nathan thanks very much and we'll talk to you next week